Christ Church, New Malden, Sunday the 21st of August 2022, 11 o'clock service. Jane Davis speaking on Why I Am a Christian. Hello everyone, I'm Jane and I've been coming to our 9.30 service for about three years. I'm married to Tim, who I'm sure you all know, and a year ago we had a little girl, Sophie, who was baptised here in May. So it's definitely true to say that my life has changed in huge ways since I started attending this church. New husband, new baby, and a new home too. I joke that Stephen could turn me into one of his advertising posters. There's been so much to thank God for in such a short space of time. But as I'm sure many of us are testament to, it's been the challenges and the harder times in my life that have really helped me to reflect on the statement why I am a Christian. I was born 46 years ago on the 24th of August 1976 at 7.10 in the evening in West Middlesex Hospital in Isleworth. Everyone always feels especially sorry for my mum, who was heavily pregnant with twins in the heat of the summer of 1976, as 20 minutes later at 7.30, my identical twin sister was born. After two weeks of being called Twin One and Twin Two, our names were decided. Jane Elizabeth and Sarah Catherine. Here are some photos of Sarah and I. Then, and in a second now, there's quite a few, sorry. Uh, see if you can guess which one is me. Uh, Tim mostly gets it wrong, so don't worry. <laughs> the last one, the last one was taken a few months ago. I turned up at my sister's house and her wife, Hannah, just looked at me and said, oh, for goodness sake, and, and then walked off, and I wasn't sure why. And then I saw my sister. <laughs> Being an identical twin is obviously a huge part of my identity. And um, accepting my identity Understanding my identity, celebrating my identity has been a huge part of my faith story. I feel really blessed to say that I have always lived in a Christian home. Although my dad did not go to church and was not from a background of faith, my mum was. She and her family were committed Christians and my parents had been married at the Baptist church that was a big part of her life. A wonderful testament to my dad's love for my mum and for us is that although not always understanding our faith, he's never stopped us from exploring it. My mum and dad are here today, and I'm very grateful that they have always put family first and shown me the blessing of close family. Sarah and I were dedicated at about seven months old, as were our other sisters that came along. We were three when our sister Rachel was born, and she was three and we were six, when our little sister Victoria was born. Four girls. People often say, my poor dad, but I say, lucky man. The six year age gap between sisters felt big in our early years, but as we've grown up and now as adults, those years have disappeared and it's like we're all the same age. I'm so lucky to say that I'm still so close to my sisters, to all three of my sisters, Sarah and I obviously have a particularly close relationship, but the four of us have always been close 
close as a family and we've always been best friends. I really did have a wonderful childhood surrounded by close family, lots of family time, special holidays, new experiences and lots of music and dancing. I can't really remember anything except being a Christian. I don't remember a time when we didn't go to Sunday school or when I wasn't aware of God or Jesus. All my memories as a little girl are from the Sunday school that I went to each week with my sisters, of which I have really fond memories. Singing when the road is rough and steep, collecting attendance stamps, learning by heart the books of the Bible. Strangely, all the children met miles from the church and were not part of the congregation at all. This seems ludicrous now looking back and obviously hugely impacted my idea of church. There was lots of children, fun, games, balloons, food, disco, but church to me in the early years was very much dressed up like a children's party. I think that's why I so value the approach to children's work that we have in our church. Our free service and Nathan and Stephen's approach to children's work really does put the children at the heart of the church. And that really excites me. It was in this strange Sunday routine, sorry, I was in this strange Sunday routine until I was about 14 when my sisters and I started our own Bible study group that studied and prayed together. This felt more real and I started praying regularly and reading the Bible. We got to know the other two girls in the group and started socialising together too. This felt more like the church that I read about in the Bible. Like many of us, I'm sure, I had challenges at school that I know left their mark on me and shaped my insecurities that developed into adulthood. Sarah and I both found school hard. We repeated the last year of primary school while our friends moved up to secondary. It was really hard watching our friendship group move up and while we had to settle into a new cohort of children who were well aware that we were repeating the year. You probably won't be surprised to hear that we were bullied that year and found it hard to make friends and fit into already established groups. Unfortunately, I don't really remember praying about this or even talking about it with my family or, my, or with school. Although I was by now 11, I didn't yet understand the connection between what was going on in my life and my faith. Other challenges were present too. Loved grandparents passing away and having my first experience of grief. Always feeling like a failure at school. Having treatment for my skin allergy, which meant I had to walk around school in flip-flops with blistered feet at the same time as wearing a head brace to correct my crooked teeth. Sorry, Nathan, I couldn't find a photo. Um, looking back, I can see now that both the difficult things I was experiencing and the successes and the happiness too were really without any reference to God. He definitely was in the Sunday box, and I now regret that I didn't pray or really involve him in any of the things that were going on in my life. But if you'd have asked me if I was a Christian, I would have answered a com confident yes. I knew I was loved by God, and I believed the stories that I read about Jesus in the Bible. It was when I went to university that my faith started to deepen and the Holy Spirit started to change me. I remember the moment it dawned on me 
that I might say I was a Christian, but what did God think? Basically, how were my actions, my lifestyle, my choices measuring up? University was the perfect place to explore this question. I formed strong friendships with all sorts of people, not just girls my age from my single sex school. I saw others living out their faith and I realized that I had indeed been keeping God in a convenient Sunday shaped box. God changed me a lot over my three years at uni through friendships and I had a real openness to God and how he might work in me. I was excited by what God was doing in my life and how I was changing and I was baptized just before I graduated. I feel like that this was when I was the most inquisitive and questioning about my faith. I finally took God out of this Sunday box and allowed him into every day and every aspect of my life. I realized if I trusted him and believed what I read in the Bible, my life and choices had to reflect that. Otherwise, what was the point? I still feel like the years just after I was at uni were when I was the closest to God. I had planned to do a master's degree, but God spoke to me very clearly in a church service and told me to go home and teach. I hadn't really any experience of hearing God's voice or listening to prophecy, but I just knew that it was God speaking to me. So I pulled out of the course, cancelled my accommodation and went home. When I left uni, I was a little lost. Sarah and I started attending an Anglican church in Hounslow and it quickly became home. This place really changed me. It was an incredible church to attend and at a point in my life when I was growing in faith. I learned so much about prayer, worship, responsibility, community. We started attending the evening service and it was there that I first began to have an understanding of the Holy Spirit. I had always sort of ignored it before. I, I knew about the Trinity, but to me, the idea of God and Jesus were easier to hold on to. I particularly remember Sarah and I singing our hearts out in the presence of the Spirit. It was a new experience for me to feel the Spirit of God and it helped me to connect to God in a new way. God became personal, just not just a distant person that I prayed to. I learned to speak in tongues, pray for people, worship with my actions, not just my words, and wait on the Lord. The services became about meeting with God rather than meeting with my friends. And this new way of worshipping was really deepening my faith. I was learning new truths through the songs and teaching and being challenged about the choices I was making at home, at work, and in relationships. I have a great many friendships from that time, especially from the home group that I attended. We really dove into the Bible, grappling with difficult passages and books, spending weeks working through chapters in Revelation and Ezekiel. This group was my support, my accountability, my education, and my fun. Although this was over 20 years ago and none of us attend the church still, we meet up via video call every month to study and pray, dialing in from Yorkshire, Dorset and here in London. We're currently studying the book of Leviticus. It's taking a while. It's why I was so keen to join a home group here and to start making deeper relationships with new friends. 
Luckily for me, I have joined the same home group that Becky spoke about two weeks ago, and we're already supporting each other and challenging each other in our faiths. My faith was exciting me rather than just being a fact about my life. I got involved in lots of new things, including youth and children's work for the first time. Not surprising as I was starting my career as a young teacher. God was really showing me what a life with him could be like. But again, there were challenges around the corner. In my first days of teaching, my dad's father passed away suddenly. And that same weekend, we found out that my mum had been diagnosed with breast cancer. This was a difficult time for our family. But what I remember overall is the peace I felt, trusting that my dad, and especially my mum, would be okay. My mum's health was okay. And although the cancer returned, returned again, and there have been months of chemotherapy and operations, God has taught me so much through my mum's faith to just trust and wait. God's in charge has become a bit of a family phrase. We say to each other, when any of us needs reminding to trust God, which happens a lot. I love my job as a teacher, and I'm really passionate about teaching young children. But this too brought challenges. About five years into my career, I was rather abruptly put on capability measures by my head teacher. The whole thing was handled very badly and hardly explained. I had months of observations, scrutiny, and not really any support. It was a really testing time, and I questioned my abilities, and for the first time, felt really scared about my future. I was a teacher and believed that was what God had called me to be. Being a teacher felt so much a part of my identity. Again, God drew me closer to him. I was daily trusting God to get me through each hour of the day at school, but the difference was that this time I prayed a lot for courage, strength, and integrity. God blessed me with bucket loads of each of these, and I learned a lot about God and myself through this difficult experience. God definitely was in charge. My outward identity I was very secure in. I liked the labels, sister, teacher, Christian, but inside I was struggling with my identity. You see, being a twin is a very special thing. People often ask the question, what's it like being a twin? And I always reply, I don't know, what's it like not being a twin? We don't know any different. In my teenage years, when you're really starting to explore who you are, and for me, in my 20s and 30s, because I never worked it out, both Sarah and I definitely found it a challenge knowing who we were without each other. As children, we dressed similarly. At school, we were often called twin, and we were even asked to change our haircuts to help the teachers out. As a result, we both found as adults, being happy and successful without the other person was a real challenge. God has helped me to see that being a twin is in fact a gift from God and makes me special and unique. My relationship with Sarah is something to be treasured and, and cherished. All this time that I was growing in, in my relationship with God and enjoying belonging to a wonderful church, I was struggling with my own identity in other ways. It wasn't just about being a twin. I had other insecurities about my worth and physical appearance. 
that were really affecting my mental health. I had always been desperate to fit in, to belong and to be good enough. Unfortunately, I was shy, had been to a single sex school, had three sisters and hadn't really socialized with boys at all. My faith was growing, but I was feeling less sure of myself. I knew the truth about God's love for me, that he created me to be unique, but I just couldn't see past my own feelings of worthlessness and worried that I would never be good enough or what someone was looking for. Although never diagnosed, I know I was suffering from the eating disorder, anorexia. I stopped eating, would get up at crazy times to exercise and avoided eating in public. For a few years, I tried to pretend everything was normal, but wrestled internally with the contradiction that I was living. I would sing about God's perfect creation and great love for me, but then abuse my body by not eating. My perception of myself was totally false. Through, parent, through prayer and support, I sought out Christian counselling and now have a much healthier relationship with food. Over time, I adjusted my habits to be much healthier and I believe God's Holy Spirit realigned my perceptions, my priorities. And if I'm completely truthful, I think I just grew up a lot. For a long while, I was ashamed that as a Christian, I could feel like this about myself and carried around a lot of guilt about how much I was really trusting God. I should feel good enough. I'm clearly not trusting God for my future. Why can't I accept the perfect way that God made me? For me, it took time and people. But I believe God has slowly turned around, my, around the statements I used to believe about myself and helped me to celebrate me. As I said, we both suffered from the same issues around accepting ourselves and loving ourselves. Both of us were desperate for love and family. And as we reached our 30s and then 40s, it was difficult to not lean on each other. And we became much closer again, spending most of our time together. Both of us began to fear that a partner and children were not part of our stories. Our relationship was further challenged when Sarah met her now wife and began exploring a relationship with her. I had always known that one of us getting married and settling down would be hard, but I had not imagined it to be with a close girlfriend who we both spent a lot of time with. They are now married and have two wonderful children who are very close in age to Sophie and such a blessing to us as a family. But this really shook me. I felt like I had lost my sister and friend overnight. Again, in my loneliness, I was drawn very close to God. And having had counselling before... Sorry, excuse me. And having had counselling before, I knew I needed some, some now to help me navigate this unique situation. Although I would never say I felt depressed just lost and grieving for my relationship with my sister, I decided I needed medication. And I had weekly sessions with a very good counsellor too. I can remember saying to her, I know I'll be okay, but I just don't know how to navigate the next part of my life. I don't know how to just be me. For someone just turning 40, it was a bit late to be figuring this out. 
But I did, and God has definitely made me new, made me into someone who does love herself, does celebrate her unique identity as Jane and as an identical twin. After years of battling with my eating, body image and self-worth, I now feel whole. And I know that God has had his hand on me and my decisions all the way through. As Stephen preached recently, it's always been his plan A. Times of sung worship and music and dance have always been so powerful in bringing me closer to God. Other people's words are often so perfect at describing how we're feeling. I came across a song by David Walker that really spoke to me about how I used to feel about myself. It reminds me of what God has done. These are some of the lyrics. Um, Failure has called me friend, constantly condescends. Failure has called me friend. Fear has known my name, poisoned my heart within. Fear has known my name. But the cross says that I'm not a failure. The arms show how far love would reach. The nails driven into my saviour are driving the fear out of me. The lies that condemn me are broken. Shackles are shattered by love. The word of the Father has spoken. Heaven declares it is done. So it is done. Although I looked, I couldn't find a way to share this song in the service in time. I should have just asked him. As I've now found the clip on YouTube. Well, I put a picture on the first slide here to remind me to encourage you to look it up and to listen to it if anything that I'm saying resonates with you. It's called It Is Done by David Walker and it's a wonderful song. So I was feeling whole but still longing for love and family. I was dating but trying to get my head around being single and just being a great aunt to my nieces and nephews. Insecurities didn't creep back in But I definitely had a wife and a mother-shaped hole in me. And although I was trusting God, I didn't know what to do about the pain. Like others have said before me, church is sometimes a painful place to be when you're surrounded by reminders of what you want but don't have. Then just before Christmas in 2017, when I was 42, I met this incredible man that I know God was holding on to for me. We often say, why didn't we meet years earlier? But, but we both know that God was still at work in both of us, and still is. And we both needed time to grow and trust. With all the fun and excitement of a new romance, and then an engagement, a wedding to plan, a new family to get to know, and a honeymoon to enjoy, We also knew that starting a family, which we both desperately wanted, would be a challenge. And it was. Time was not on our side. Being both in our mid-40s, we started IVF treatment and just trusted God would make us a family. COVID brought extra complications and we nearly didn't get treated at all. We thought if we wanted a family, we might have to look at other options. But with lots of prayer and support, we were allowed to start treatment. And look what we got. God has taken his time with me, but look what he's done. 
so he has been the most amazing blessing. And having a family is better than I ever thought it could be. I knew that Stephen... Hang on, give me one second. I knew that Stephen was going to ask me to do one of these Why I'm a Christian talks this summer. And if I'm honest, I was really pleased. I happen to think these talks are a really great idea. Not only because it gives our preaching team a few weeks off, but because we get to hear people share in a way that is mostly only facilitated by years of friendship or maybe a glass of wine or two. Stephen gave us some advice about writing our talks. One thing he said was that we probably wouldn't have a problem keeping people's attention. By nature, we're all very interested in each other. I put it a little more bluntly, we're all a bit nosy. But actually, sharing like this is important. It's one of the reasons I joined a home group here. If we want to be a community, a family, hearing others share in this way gives us a greater chance of connection, of understanding, of wondering, of feeling, which in turn should help us to love and support each other. He also encouraged us to listen to a few past recordings from over the years. I've listened to 16. I would really encourage you to dip into them if you can. They have been fascinating to listen to. So, the statement, why I am a Christian. I'm a Christian because what I've seen in my life and around me tells me that I can trust God for everything. He's always there, always faithful. He never lets me go. I'm a Christian because I've seen him heal people, make them whole and more of whom he created them to be. I'm a Christian because for me, our lives and the world don't make sense without God. The words of the song we're about to sing, In Christ Alone, have always summed up how I feel perfectly. I'm a Christian because everything I've shared with you tells me that he loves me and is by my side. I don't have to worry about anything and nothing can separate me from his love.